in a world where everyone is looking for your money up front, doesn't it just make sense to check out a podcast that's looking to give you something for free? Like the music for your content and free music for your film and videos? Look no further. It's the Tim Kulig Free Music Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Tim Kulig Free Music Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Kulig, and today we're going to be talking about using hashtags. It's pretty much a beginnings episode. I've never really delved into and tried to understand the logic and understanding behind what goes into using hashtags, choosing hashtags, why you even care, what it even does for social media, the whole ball of wax. So I just thought that it would be good to capture this and capture some of my research this week because it's something that has been pretty much a mystery to me and mystifying. And I imagine it is for a lot of creators out there. So I just wanted to find out some more information about it. So this is going to be kind of a cursory overview of hashtags. And then later on, somewhere down the road, no guarantees as to when, but when it, when I feel like it's appropriate, I'll delve into it again and I'll have far more detailed information and detailed advice to give you in regards to that. I, I mean, you see this in your post, right? The, the thing I, the reason I gravitated towards it, I'm like, I see it in posts. I'm like, how do these things work? Like, why do people specifically choose this phrase or this word or whatever? And does it do anything? Are they just randomly picking words and just hoping for the best? You know, uh, there's generic, super specific, and strange character combinations. I mean, people just like, hashtag YouTube. You know, well, when you type that in to some sites, there's literally hundreds of millions of incidents where that shows up. So my brain immediately goes to, okay, how am I relevantly tagging something if I'm using something generic like that? And I'm guilty of it myself, honestly. I'm just playing around with them. I've said like hashtag TikTok, hashtag YouTube, you know, that kind of stuff. And I don't know that it would even go to the audience that I'm looking for. So it's probably a waste of time. And that's one of the reasons that kind of got catalyzed into doing this episode. I wanted to really, you know, talk this week about some of the origins and usefulness of it, you know, how they work in the background, and why they should even be a part of your social media strategy. So I looked into and did some research and found some resources and found the origin of what the hashtags are on the interwebs and some standards for, you know, first level use of it. So uh, let's get right into it. And right off the bat, I just want to say that there was two articles in particular that I utilized for this one. There's one from Hootsuite and one from Sprout Social that pretty much guided me for the most part for the content of this this episode. So um, hats off to uh, Hannah McReady over at Hootsuite. She did an article uh, three or four years ago, I think it was. I can include it in the liner notes for this. Liner notes. I don't even think that's inappropriate. <laughs> it's just the notes of the, the podcast notes of this episode, if you ever want to go in there and look into detail. But most of what is being said, I'm paraphrasing or, or, or using in this episode. But, but it's it basically helped me organize this episode. After reading this, 
this article and these two articles, I'm seriously considering a Hootsuite account. In fact, a couple years ago, I had an interview with somebody from Hootsuite because I was thinking about using it as an online content management software. It's basically what it is. It's it it's a social media management software for all your content, and you basically centralize it there, and you can schedule times when your social media gets published. And at the time, I didn't have enough content or enough things going on to justify the 40 or something dollars a month, I think it was at the time. And I kind of just let it go by the wayside. That was like two years ago. So I may have to revisit it and I may do a whole episode on content management software that will help you organize yourself and be able to do better stuff and organize your time. So hashtags. Let's get right into it. Hashtags. Uh, where is it? What is it? Why do we care? So the hashtag, if you don't know where it is, if you're oblivious to your keyboard, <laughs> it's the pound sign over the number three. And this is a new one. I didn't even know this. It's called an octothorpe. So if you need you know, some kind of a trivial pursuit question answered, what is another name for the pound sign? It's called an octothorpe. Very interesting. And its origins start way back in 2007, first being used by Chris Messina of Twitter as a way to group together related tweets on their new social media platform. And it connects social media content together based on time, content, theme. It started on Twitter, but now it's something that's been adopted and is used on all platforms. So it's a way that you can organize on all of those. So some basics about them. There's no spaces in, be in between words. So when you do a hashtag, you want to make sure that everything is combined together. And if it's a multi-word, everything is just one big phrase without any spaces. And you need the Octothorpe hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> um, the accounts must be public. So didn't know this about hashtags. If you don't have a public account, and it makes sense after reading it, if you don't have a public account and you use hashtags, they're useless because they won't track them because you've privatized the account and they won't reach in and use that as part of their indexing. Uh, another thing that they suggested was you use the words you need, but not too many. We'll get further into that later on in the podcast. You also want to make them relevant. <laughs> One thing that's amazing is, you know, if you're doing social media and let's say you're a cooking show and you say hashtag Ferrari, well, what the hell relevance is that to you baking a cake or baking some kind of souffle or something, you know? Uh, so you want to make sure that the hashtags that you use are relevant to what you're doing. And uh, also use what you need, but don't overdo it. I know I said that previously, but that'll that's a recurring theme, and it and it, you know, it's worthy of being reset. So, at the end of the day, why should we even use these? Right? What's the purpose? Well, one benefit of using hashtags is that you get to increase engagement with followers. Followers follow specific subjects. Maybe they follow fashion trends. Maybe they follow uh, social media influencers, you know, hashtag influencers, hashtag, uh, I don't know, what's your favorite cologne? What's your favorite uh, clothing line? You know, forever 20, hashtag forever 21, hashtag 
Lamborghini, hashtag uh, Target, you know, whatever it is that you follow and you're interested in or whatever, it's a way to engage, uh, increase engagement with those followers and those people that follow those brands. It also helps to build brand awareness with brand specific tags. Again, you know, hashtag, hashtag uh, Target, hashtag Tim Kulig Free Music. I mean, that's a very unique tag. So anytime I do content online going forward and there's a pos- there's a way to do hashtagging, I'm going to include it in my content specifically because now my content can be indexed based on that tag. And if somebody's looking specifically for anything that I've done, as long as I've tagged it on that platform, it should come up. So that's a that's a big plus. So if you have a very specific brand name or brand tag that's specific to you, that's an that's a area and a, and a way to gain some more surgical awareness of what you're doing. It's also a way to show support for other content creators or social issues. So let's say it's not your normal thing, but this month happens to be Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So if you have some kind of social cause or, or you know, national, international disease that you support, not support, but, you know, support fighting it or, or a cure or whatever, and you happen to be a content creator that does whatever and has products or music or visual content or your comedy site or whatever and you want to bring awareness to social issues or some kind of social cause, it's a way of drawing people into your content when you make that content specifically to support that cause. So it's it's kind of great to align with that, but also have your, your brand-specific stuff as well. It's also a way to help your target audience find you, and it adds context to sites that have limited characters, i.e. I'm thinking Twitter or the rebranded X. Twitter or X has a very limited amount of characters available to you when you're posting about something. So using hashtags or limited hashtags when you have a quick little snippet is a way to give more context to the little snippet a little 280 character snippet you have on Twitter. So that's really cool. And hashtags are also a way to disclose sponsors and partnerships. So these are all really good reasons to use them. Now, uh, how do you find the ones for you to use? Well, one of the first things you should do is whatever industry you're in, like me, I'm in music and, and producing music and giving away music under Creative Commons and royalty-free music. So those are all areas that I would want to do some kind of a competitive analysis online for. So I'd want to go out there and find 10, 20, 50 other competitors out there that do the same thing I do and utilize the same level of hashtag branding that they do. Now, I say that many people because I don't think everybody necessarily delves into it or even deals with that. So you want to find people that are using things and they're using them effectively and it's working. And you also want to know what's trending. I stumbled across a site called Right Tag and it's a 
tool that helps generate hashtags. Uh, they also have a list of ban tags for sites, which I didn't even know was a thing, but then as I'm reading it, I realize, well, that probably makes sense. There's probably some inappropriate ones or ones that are so overused and useless that pretty much they just decided, hey, you know, this tag on this site is not doing any work. It's not helping us, you know, do it's not helping our content creators get to anybody any faster or any better. It's just it's taking away from the experience that our users have on the site. So uh, it, it, most of the reasons that they get rid of them are probably those, you know, inappropriate being probably the number one. Um, you know, this this tool right tag also helped you know, organize content with relevant tags. Uh, I Looking at the site, it was a little clunky at first. It felt a lot like, and I hope I don't get any hate for this, but it felt a lot like Craigslist and even Reddit to a degree in that there wasn't, that the GUI interface or graphic user interface wasn't all that, wasn't all that pretty and wasn't all that easy to navigate. And it just felt kind of clunky. And they only offer a seven-day trial, and then there's a $49 a year fee to utilize their services. So again, because it's clunky, it was a little clunky. I mean, again, I'm not giving it a lot of a lot of love because I didn't spend a lot of time on it. But at the end of the day, I looked at it and realized that I could probably find some free resources out there, or or use just the 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 native tools on the various social media sites to help me help me do some of the things that I want to do. So. Uh, but Hootsuite, the uh, the social media management tool online, the software as a service that I mentioned earlier, uh, has a tool built in for hashtag generation as well. So if I eventually get involved with that, then there's some opportunity there to ultimately be able to do the same thing. And I'm already paying for it, so it doesn't really matter. And again, there's other there's other resources out there. Uh, another episode where I've delved into this for six months to a year at that point. I'll probably have a better, more organized understanding of, you know, what's out there, what tools are available, what's free. With the AI stuff that's out there, too, I can't imagine that there's not going to be more and more tools that just, they're just available and they're there. So, another thing I discovered is that you can increase your organic reach by using industry-specific tags. So, what do I mean by that? Well, I mentioned a little bit earlier about you know, royalty-free or Creative Commons. For me, that's a very specific thing. I'm offering my music for free, so including hashtags that bring attention to or call that out. If somebody's looking for that stuff or that, you know, looking for my stuff, my kind of stuff for their content, then adding those tags to it add a lot of value. And so... Knowing your industry and doing that competitive analysis and understanding what specifically people are using for for hashtags or for hashtag lookups in that industry when they're looking for content like yours is super important. So take the time and do that analysis. Now, I really wanted to understand what amount of hashtags by network I should be using because... I use a lot of these, I use a lot of social media platforms because sometimes I want video content, sometimes I want to do just still images, sometimes I want to do, you know, a long form video like on YouTube. So 
you know, what are what are the suggestions? What are, what are the suggestions out there for the you know minimum maximum amount of tags? So here's here's the breakdown for Twitter or X. They say one to two tags max. Now that makes sense because you're only limited to 280 characters. So one or two tags should do it for you. I mean, in that case, you're talking about a brand specific tag like Tim Kulig Free Music and then something else, something else drawing out the context of what you're doing. Instagram, they suggest three to five tags max. And a trick for Instagram that I read about was posting those tags as a comment, like the first comment in your Instagram post. That keeps the post itself clean, but it still aggregates the tags to the post so that it will trend onto those tags and those tag searches. So that's really kind of cool. And I think you can do that with multiple platforms. It just happened to get a call out in one of the articles I read specifically to Instagram. Facebook, they suggest anywhere from two to three tags. YouTube, three to five. LinkedIn, one to five tags. Pinterest, two to five and TikTok three to five tags. So I'm seeing a trend here with all of these that there's no real more than five tags required or suggested for any platform. In fact, one of the articles suggested that anything over five, I think there was a post done with five tags in it and then another post with 10 tags in it on Instagram. And what ends up happening is that too many tags on any post, on any platform, does one of a couple things. Number one, first and foremost, the, the platform starts to view it as spam as opposed to watchable and enjoyable content. And that's the last thing you want to do when you're dealing with social media platforms. You do not want your content flagged as spam or worse, pulled down because of some algorithm in the background that says, okay, this person's got 15 tags in here. They're just, they're just blasting people and trying to take a shotgun approach to getting followers or subscribers or whatever. Enough of this. Like, we're just going to like not even put them into the algorithm. And that's like a horrible place to be. So don't do that. And it also like, it also turns into, you know, it turns your content into, well, what are you doing? <laughs> Who are you targeting? You know, your content has a specific audience and it should have a specific audience. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't be trying to do content for everybody, right? I mean, if you get a 50 to 100,000 person following about underwater basket weaving, for God's sakes, I mean, you're doing fantastic, but you wouldn't be targeting to, I keep, I keep giving Lamborghini owners and Target owners or Forever 21 owners here, you know, or, or, you know, customers a hard time here. But I mean, you wouldn't be targeting those people specifically. You'd want to be targeting creators or, you know, uh, people that like to be creative that specifically like to do underwater basket weaving. So I mean, it's just ridiculous to say that, but, um, <laughs> you know, it just shows you that you know, the, the tags that you choose really need to be specific and you don't want to take a shotgun approach. All right. Now, 
all these things that we do for social media and for our content are tools, right? And I, I haven't even delved into this yet, but every one of these social media sites have native tools specifically that show analytics within their platforms, which is great. And you can literally see what's working and what's not. So you can play around with this idea or with this, this technique of using hashtags and then go back into your analytics a week later, a month later, six months later, a year, and see what's working, what's not, and make adjustments as, as you go along, okay? Another way to do that is also with some things I said previously, some social media management tools like Hootsuite, Sprout Social, HubSpot. I'll probably do a deeper dive episode on those as I've determined from this episode that I'll probably need one of those social media content management tools going forward. Uh, it's just, it's just a lot. It's a lot to manage. It's a lot to go in and check every day and having it centralized is probably ideal. You can always, as far as tools are concerned, you can do AI searches for trends and topics in hashtags. I think that's probably going to be a way that I go going forward as well as using general search engine searches and trends. I mean, those are really great ways of determining, you know, what people are looking for, what they're using, what the, what they want, industry specific even. And even if they don't specifically label it as a tag, a hashtag per se, at least you're getting words and you're getting keywords. Because I, I kind of think of hashtags and keywords as synonymous. In essence, that's what you're doing, and you're simply just putting that octothorpe. Ah, there's that, that word again. Putting that octothorpe or that hashtag in front of it of a keyword, and that's how you're affecting that. So what ultimately does or do hashtags do for content creators, for people online, for social media content creators, for consumers? What do they do? Ultimately... It's all about listening, listening, listening to what the internet's looking for, what your audience is looking for, listening for responses to what you do. That's really what these things are all about. It's really about, it's really about trying to find ways to add a way, add avenues to analytics so that you can pinpoint and surgically understand what's working and what isn't, right? Now, again, there's there's management tools out there that try to help with that. You could check in daily with all your sites and see who's engaging with what, you know, either with their their just the just the responses, the likes and the views and everything else. But that tedium is tremendous. So one other way you can take a look at what's working and what's trending outside of those social media content management tools I mentioned earlier are the native tools that the individual sites offer. And a lot of times, even just a general search on, say, Twitter or Instagram with a hashtag in front of it will bring up, you know, the top 10, 20, 30 trending hashtags at the moment. And then you have an idea of exactly what people are trending towards on those sites, which is really like invaluable. It's invaluable information. Now, it may not be always relevant to the content that you're creating, but it's still very valuable to know, hey, 
you know, content this week has been trending in this direction. If in any way, shape or form, I can pivot some of my content towards that direction and make it relevant to people that are looking for those particular subjects, then you're going to have more eyes and ears on your content, which is great. All platforms seem to have a way to search for this. But again, since I've just started delving into this a week, week and a half ago, I'm only scratching the surface. And I think web searches and, you know, count posts and likes are still kind of going to be the uh, barometer for me at the moment. But once I get into some of those content online, you know, social media content management tools, it's going to help out. Because honestly, as a content creator and as an artist, I already do so much, right? You know, we already have, if you're a content creator out there, whether you're a musician like me, or you're doing videos, or you're doing food videos, or you're a movie producer, or you're just into putting up funny videos and, and you know, remixing them and doing you know, videos that involve reaction shots and all that kind of, whatever it is that you do, you know, you already have a ton on your plate. Uh, you know, what if I forget to do this in the process? What if I get to do hashtags? You know, are they mandatory? <sighs> the, the, the simple answer is no. I mean, you, you really don't need to do it to continue doing the thing that you're doing. You really don't, you know? And, and, and honestly, I would tell you, at the end of this, you know, almost the end of this episode, you need to focus on your art and your content first, okay? Because you can, it's very easy to get lost in the minutia and just fail to act or fail to do anything or move forward with your content and your, your progress because you're focused on all this stuff. This is something that should be a complement to, to what you're creating and what you're doing and not become the central focus every time you put a piece of content up there. And... You know, keep creating a presence online and social media. Focus on quality content and brand reinforcement. Okay, if you nothing else, find a brand-specific tag that you use every single time. That way, you can index all of your content online on the various platforms. You know you can type in hashtag Tim Kulig Free Music, and you're going to find a ton of posts that are associated with that specific thing. I'm saying that, but you're, whatever your specific thing is, you know, you want to focus on audience engagement and what they like and what they like and they want about your content. That's the most important thing. You know, use these hashtags, but don't get them lost in the administrative, you know, minutia of it in spite of your creative work. It should be a compliment, like I said. So in summary, hashtags. They're a great way to focus your content to the people you're trying to reach. Less is more, so don't overdo them. Focus on some core tagging, i.e. your brand name, the main crux of your business, or relevant tags to the post that you made. And at the end of the day, when in doubt, just leave them out until you know better what you're doing, why you want to have them in there, so that if you do include them, when you do include them, they're relevant to what you're trying to accomplish. Look, everyone looks for an edge with social media. It seems like, to me anyway, every other month there's a change online that, that 
insists that you pivot. I mean, this YouTube change and algorithmic change that happened a couple months ago in and of itself, I'm just starting to get into YouTube and now it's, you know, anything out there that was a how to, how to, how to do well with shorts, how to do well on YouTube. I mean, all that stuff you could basically just throw out the window because it was all based on a different algorithmic baseline. So <laughs> it just goes to show you if you're involved in social media, you literally have to be ready to pivot at a moment's notice because they're constantly changing things because people try to take advantage of the algorithm once they understand it and it doesn't produce ultimately the content that the platforms are looking for because people are circ people circumnavigate I don't want to say the rules but like the the reasons that there's algorithms and ways that those platforms function is so that they get the best experience possible to the end user and the end viewer so when people start overdoing it with some of those those algorithms and finding ways to circumnavigate it, they don't get the experience that the platforms intended for. So they make these adjustments. You just have to be able to pivot. You know, make the time to understand hashtags so you can better reach your target audience. Uh, getting your content into a searchable stream that's relevant to what you do or who you're targeting is ideal. But don't spend so much time thinking about it, that it takes away from your content. Um, you being creative or the fun of doing what you do. I mean, <laughs> the second that the fun, this, or any aspect of social media promotion starts making it feel like a grind, think episode eight, <laughs> take pause and relax a bit and take a deep breath and remind yourself why you're doing this in the first place. I mean, you love what you're doing. You know, you don't have to be perfect at everything. So take a moment, take some time, and enjoy the ride. And know that hashtags are just a part, a small piece of the puzzle. And when you're ready to engage it hardcore and make it a permanent part of your thing, it's going to work out. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be what you need. But don't force the hand. This is episode nine. <laughs> I can't believe it. Next episode likely is to be an interview I did up in Wisconsin on a business trip up there and a bit freeform and off the beaten path of the normal stuff here. But I guarantee it's going to be something to enjoy. I want to thank you all once again for checking in with me and being a part of the Tim Kulig Free Music Podcast. And I hope to see you soon.